You can't go wrong with Luther. See, Kiana knows I love me some Luther. Luther puts you in a puts you in a space that I needed to be in like right about now. You are listening to Intentional Talk Radio Network and In The Mix Conversations with Colette and Corliss here on Wednesday, October ooh, 19th. The month is almost over. It is over. <laughs> um, October 19th, 5 p.m. specific time. And we've got a great show for you. You know, tis the season, election season. Again, folks, it is so, so very crucial. I'm going to start bringing out my vote shirts in a minute. Um, it's so crucial for you to take the time to read all the stuff that's going on. Um, I apologize for those who are looking at me. I got bags in my eyes. I am not sleeping well. I have no idea what's going on. I think, I think I need a real vacation where I can just sit and lay and not do anything and not open the laptop. That's my problem. But anyway. Um, this is so crucial and people are just not taking this particular election seriously because it's a midterm. It's not a presidential and people don't realize it's the midterms that's really governing our lives. Yes, the president governs our life on a national level, but this is, this is the crucial level right here. This is like our Congress people, our, um, our uh, representatives and things of that nature. And it's really sad that folks are not thinking, um, Fortunately for me, I am going to a wedding this weekend in Houston, and I've got my election book with me, so I can read it on the plane, and I can take little notes and say, okay, that's what this is supposed to be about, no on this, yes on that. I will say that for whatever reason, and maybe because it is a midterm election, I have gotten a piece of mail or three a day. I'm not sure if everybody else is getting it, um, I'm in Southern California, and we are getting no on prop this, no on prop that. Don't do this. Don't do that. Yes, do this. Yes, do that. Vote for him. Vote for her. And I, I just don't recall in this time frame getting that much mail because we didn't get that much mail for the presidential. And I'm glad that they're doing it so that people, it can be on people's mind, probably because they know that we're in a midterm season. So we have got an exciting, exciting show. But I always say that because all my shows are exciting. Hey. So we have yet another exciting show um, today as we discuss the November election. Um, yeah. So um, we have said Dumont. Uh, said, are you on the iPhone? Yes, I is. Okay. It, it didn't say Sid's iPhone. It didn't say, hey, it's me. I, it just said iPhone. 
So we have returning guests, as everybody knows, to the show. We're going to almost give him a show in a minute. Said Dumont, member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, who is joined by his frat brother, a new frat. Okay, thank you for that. One, 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 nine. Oh, six. Okay, okay, that 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 wasn't very convincing. I was trying to ease it in. You supposed to be. And what happened to you on that? Um, I was on mute. I was on mute. Okay, brother Matthew, where were you on that? Let's try that again. One, 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 nine. Oh, there we go. That's a little bit better. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have um, his alpha brother, uh, brother Matthew Newman, who is going to also chime in on today's topic about the whole November uh, election and just where we are, what's going on. We've got a big event coming on in Inglewood, California, for those who are living here in the Southern California region. Um, there will be a candidates, Inglewood Candidates Forum next Wednesday at 6.30. So I wanted to make sure that I had him on or them on this Wednesday to kind of just talk about that and just the whole situation. They're going to have, um, at this point, the mayoral candidates, District 1 and 2 in Inglewood. So there's, you know, there's districts and things happening all over, at least the state of California. And I'm sure it's probably something similar where you are today. But, um, yeah, so let's do this. Um, said... Um, so we know said, everybody knows said, everybody say, hey, said, said, just give us a brief, your background, um, where you from, where you went to school, and the chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha that you represent. Briefly. That was Dumont, Haitian born, Brooklyn made. I went to school at SUNY Cortland, upstate New York, about 30 minutes south of Syracuse, and 20 minutes uh, east of <clears throat> Ithaca, New York, which is the birthplace of the D9. Okay. Um, and I moved out here in California in 98. Oh, okay. And I'm a proud, uh, I'm a proud member of Beta Sign Lambda, um, which is a chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And I am pleased to, um, be on the show, but also to have, um, my brother Matthew Newman on because as anyone that's ever heard me on this show understands, like my biggest platform is voting. Yeah. I believe that's something that a lot of people fought for, a lot of people died for, but it's also the one place where we can all make our voices heard. Right. Young, black, white, you know, male, female, straight or otherwise. Um, and, and to your point, this is one of the most crucial, if not the most crucial midterm election in the history of our country. Oh, wow. Um, we are a nonprofit, a, a bipartisan organization, but today, I am not simply here as a as a brother of Alpha Phi Fraternity Incorporated. I'm also here um, to serve the community as a whole, and that's something that uh, Brother Newman will be talking about further. And this is why I am making that distinction because this is the first time, and uh, since I've been coming on the show, it's also the first time in my voting career that I will say to people. Um, that I strongly feel that there is no room uh, for people to be voting Republican this time around. Uh, this is the first time. We appreciate that honesty because I think a lot of people just need to hear different people's opinions. So having said that, Brother Matthew, how are you today? I'm doing so very well. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you. Um, y'all can't see him, but he got on his black blazer with his black and gold, top, black alpha blazer with the background of the alpha. I'm in the office and things uh, look. So I appreciate that. Pow, you look great. You look good. Thank you. Absolutely. Is this the introduction? Yes. Excellent. My name is Matthew Newman. 
Originally born and raised in Missouri City, Texas, which is a oh. suburban er, suburban area of Houston, Texas. Oh, okay. Finished undergrad at the University of Texas at San Antonio. Obtained my master's degree in Christian leadership from Criswell College, which is nestled in East Dallas. Oh, wow. Currently affiliated with the Beta Psi Lambda chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, where I not only serve and support as chaplain for the chapter, but also interim chaplain for the region, as oh. well as the chair of Big Brothers Big Sisters for the Western region of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Okay, you okay? You got a little so, so I have to I have to interject. Uh uh. I have to interject real quick. Matthew um, uh, Matthew's my neo, and I miss personally being a neo. But he's underselling himself, as alphas often do. Um, take a second, Matthew, to let us know a little bit about uh, the the app that you're working on, as well as your other businesses, so people can understand that your opinion is coming from a vast array of not just yours personally, not the divinity side, but also as a business owner, a startup owner, and people who employ, and as someone who employ people in more than just one state. Please mm-hmm. elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, thank you. Do. Thank you, brother. In short, and I appreciate that in all humility, I am a serial entrepreneur. I proudly say that I'm a seven-figure serial entrepreneur, having come up from being broke and disgusted to having obtained my first million and beyond uh, through my own efforts. Um, And that's now multiple over the last few years. So that's the biggest blessing. My best friend says not about how much money you make, but about the impact you make with the money that you make. And so with that being said, I own a talent agency where we staff for all things brand marketing for all of your major brands across the country at all your major events, Coachella, Lollapalooza, et cetera. I own a yard care company in East Dallas, residential commercial. I own a physical co-working space here in Inglewood between 110th Crenshaw. And what Brother Dumont spoke to is the Truso app, which means truly social. And essentially, it's a birthplace for the conversations that are started in the barbershop and the beauty shop. And you have this platform that is inclusive, that doesn't mute the voices of the world based on what they believe or how they look. And so the only way that you can be truly social is by way of video. Wow. Okay. All right. So we heard um, the the extensive background of both of our guests today. It looks like uh, uh, Sister Colette is on the phone. Colette, did you want to say hello before they dive into this November election? Hi there. How are you, Brother Matthew Newman? Good to see you. The election is a big, big deal. And we appreciate you coming on to talk to us about the election. So it, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Thank you very much. Oh, um, our, we have a question. Just wanted to get the official name of the True Soul app. Like, is that the official name of it, True Soul? That's the official name. Absolutely. Okay. What I'll do is I just posted the link inside of the chat. Okay. There we go. All right. Hey, I asked a question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hey, I go asked ahead. A, okay. I wanted to ask a question, and I don't know if this is inflammatory or not. Uh-oh. <laughs> Anytime you start an introduction, I'm already knowing. Let me sit back. Hold on. Put my seatbelt on. <laughs> well, already know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not inflammatory. It's purely for, my, let's say, my edification and for our listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. She knows me too well. What I really want to ask is, 
I'm sure the, the only people that are not aware of what took place last week are those whose heads are in the sand. Okay, ostriches. So we had some issues. And now I see that the tension between Black people and Latino people, the tension is growing. And I just read it. And my feeling, and this is personal, my feeling is that that had to be said. And the person that made the comments, it isn't new. She came from education. And De Leon has just said that he refuses to resign. And it's going to, I believe that it's going to cause some issues. Absolutely. But I blame us. I really do. Us because as a people, Colette? Us as a people, yes. Us as a people. Because we have allowed others to tell our stories and say what they want to say. And we say, no problem, you my brother anyway. So let me translate for the listening office for whatever reason, if you miss this, because you might not be in Southern California, let, in California, let alone Southern California. We had some folk get caught saying some very derogative things about black folk, calling folks kids, monkeys and other stuff. You with that, uh -huh. brother, whatever, last week. And one of the women, uh, the, she was the. Was She's she the, the president of the L.A. City Council. So this is the L.A. City, City Council folks, those who do not live in Los Angeles or Southern California said some really derogatory things. You can look it up. Just put LA City Council. Trust me, there'll be plenty of articles. She resigned, um, but there's two other guys that were involved in the conversation that refused to resign. We've got Black Lives Matter folks. We've got Everybody Matters folks at the man's front yard. He has left, he has left his house, and they said they are not leaving his front house until he resigns. So they've got tents. They got folks bringing yes. the food. They yes. are not playing with you. Yes. So if you never want to go back home where you pay mortgage, right? then stay at the little hotel or your friend's house yeah. because they're not going anywhere. Yeah. They have made it clear that they are not moving until he right. resigns. So this is the LA City Council. Yeah. Everybody Google it. Matthew, what yeah. you got and to say about that? And this is right into the whole, because we're voting for city council people. Yeah, yeah. And, and so and it's important for us to get that. So, and what'd you say right. about De Leon, Colette? De Leon, De Leon has made it very clear that he's not resigning. Oh. And Cordillo, he, I haven't read that, but I just read that as I was coming on. And they don't think that they've done anything worthy of a resignation. However, as I said, Nuri Martinez, who is the, who was the president of LA City Council, she made these derogatory comments, not about somebody my age, she made these comments not about a teenager, not about a millennial, not about a high school student, but a defenseless two-year-old, counted, one, two, just got here 10 minutes ago, a defenseless two-year-old. So if she can say those derogatory things about a baby, what do you think she's saying about your, oops, never mind. Do what you, do you think? Okay. Without what do you being think? recorded. Because she they just got caught slipping. So they, they have this conversation all That's day long. They there just you got go. caught slipping. So Matthew, what is your what is your thought? There you go. Thank you. 
opening situation. Thank you. Situation that we're dealing with with the LA City Council right now. I believe it's a very simple conversation because what we're beginning to see is we're beginning to see more overt racism compared to in the past where you have had a lot of covert racism. But to your point, this is the first time that these conversations have been had behind closed doors. It's the first time that they have been recorded and leaked. What my wife said is that somebody was out for her. Yes, that's what it was. Somebody was out for her. But this is not the first time. This is the first time it got out and they didn't cover it up. That's the point. That's go it. ahead, go ahead, Matthew. Okay. And so it, it was definitely over. Oh, I, I, like they've been, this is what I've been telling folks. Ever since Trump made it, when he put all his feelings about grabbing stuff and holding stuff and slapping stuff and flipping it and rubbing it down and all that, yeah. everybody that had these issues just felt free to talk about it. 100. <laughs> oh, you like that said? <laughs> 100. I That's mean, he made, he made it possible to say, hey, you guys, I hate everybody too. So hey, 100. and I believe that everybody that has always had these feelings because they've always been there. Say they've that. just been a covert so, situation where they say that. Uh, so okay, I gotta, how are you? And they hold their lips. Now they're just on this free for all and just think it's just going to be free for all and it's not going to get caught. Say that. I, I got to jump in and uh, uh, Russell couldn't make it today, but I got to jump in and quote him and something that he has said a million times on this. Um, and I've echoed, I've echoed the sentiment, right? So it wasn't the first time. Uh, Brother Newman made a point that, you know, it's becoming less covert. And the covert parts, portion of it, when you look at from 16, 19 until now, was a period of maybe 25 years where they felt like they had to be covert. And the word that they used was PC. And what they tend to do is they tend to take something very serious and minimize it down to a very simple uh, nugget that they can then feed to their people. Like, for example, CRT. Now, critical race theory is a very interesting thing that they've grabbed onto because then they can say, oh, look, this is designed to make us feel guilty. This is designed to make our kids feel But really, I say every time, get rid of the term CRT. Just tell them, let's teach the real history. Exactly. It's, exactly. Just, it's just history. Don't call it critical race theory. That's just right. That's American right. history. Yeah. And to Russell's point that I'm about to bring up is once again, we're in our feelings. Once again, they've gotten us to be emotional. And Russell says this on this radio show every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are way too emotional. Like, here's the example. So let me, let, let, let's look at the way this tends to work, right? So something like this happens, or God forbid someone is hurt, or God forbid, there's a movie coming out called Till, right? I'm about yep. Till. So this isn't new. So uh, uh, now, let's see, we're going to do some protesting, right? We're going to, you know, camp out in front of someone's house, right? But those are the actions of people without real power. Yep. Thank you. So thank you. you get, well, thank you. So once you get your emotions out of the equation, which we always go to, right? We go to, let's go to March going. Let's start, let's start talking. Those days are gone because at this point, and I'm going to bring up a couple of, a couple of situations that I, I already know where Colette's going to go with one of these, <laughs> but let's say, somebody, let's say someone said this thing about a Jewish person. Do you see Jewish people camping out in front of someone's home or is there internal pressure for that person to, re- to, to either retire or get fired almost immediately? 
because it's not an emotional response. And that group has actual power that they can pick up a phone and Thank say, you. that person's got to go. That. Now, now hold on, Colette, this one's for you. Now, let's say they say something about the LGBTQ community. Is there going to be a lot of protests? Or will that person shameless go ahead and say, you know what? For the sake of my family or whatever other bull crap he says or she says, I'm gonna be like, I've chosen that for my family to spend more time with my family. I'm going to go ahead and retire from this job. Whereas with us, they say whatever. Okay, they're going to camp out in front of my house for a while, but eventually they're going to get tired and move away because at the end of the day, they don't have real power. That's an emotional response. Yes, it is. A political response response would say, hey, we have this person on the board. We have this person, you know, in this position that can go to them behind closed doors without the protest and says, hey, what you said is out of line. You need to go. Now, let's say they said something about women. That's derogatory. There's going to be no protests. There's going to be none of that stuff. It will be handled. So, Again, Russell, I hope you're listening because if you are, I need you to call in. I need you to chime in on this because once again, we're being relegated to our feelings and emotions. And as long as we continue to do that, and we're not talking about our, our fiscal powers, we're not talking about our voting powers, we're not talking about our, our the, the powers that we actually freely give away every single time because now we have another emotional response. That's why they don't talk it seriously. That's why you can call a little black boy a monkey, a two-year-old, a two-year-old, and, a two-year-old. And no, and no, there's gonna be no, there's gonna be no repercussions. Yeah, no repercussions. Say, we do not have anybody in power on that. Do we not? No, have, we no, don't we don't. No, no, I'm talking about vote. in general as a voting block. Black That's people, right. We give but away at, our power. And we, we give away our power every time, and we're emotionally charged. Now, yes. let's say, and I don't want to use any derogatory words because that's that's not in me. But if I went to say somebody was a young Jewish person in derogatory word, not only would I be fired, but there might be some criminal uh, some criminal stuff coming at me. There'll be some sort of investigation coming behind that. But because it's a black person, oh. and now and now the, the 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 design of this inflammatory thing, by the way, Colette alluded to that. It's to now get black and browns feuding with one another. That's one of the easiest things to do in America. It's to get us feuding with one another. So with this election coming up, and I'm going to pass it over to, to Brother Ma- brother Matthew Newman to talk about the forum that he's here to talk about and, and the importance of attending that forum. There will be a, a, a hybrid, uh, so there will be a virtual version of it. So people who want to, you know, Matthew, please put up the uh, uh, put up the links. I, I want you to talk about that, but until we start taking our emotions out and start voting for our interests and have real power behind all this stuff, every group knows where the punching bag. Okay, but and here's I, the thing. Here's time, the thing I, said, where is our power? Because these people who are sitting in front of folks' house are like everyday people. They're not politicians. They're not whatever. So. Where is our power? Where, where, I'll tell you where our power is. And again, I'm bringing up uh, 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 Brother Russell uh, 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 um, that, that will be on here all the time. Stop voting emotionally. Our power comes in where we go and vote and says, what, and, and Colette and I, we've talked about this a bunch, creating a list of all these corporations, of all these companies, mom and pops, all these politicians, that if they're not following the five or six things that we want them done, we vote them out. That's where the power starts from. You understand what I'm saying? If you're going to run as a Republican, it don't matter if you're pro, pro-choice pro in your own life. 
You better be pro-life if you're going to be a goddamn kind of politician for them. If you're going to be running for anything in the, in the city of L.A., San Francisco, New York, again, where, whatever is Miami, whatever city, you better have that gay pride flag on your dang old window or else you're going to have some problems. And at the end of the day, they have their four or five things that they are for, and they don't give their votes to people who won't follow those four or five uh, uh, items that we talked about. That's the number one. Number two, you said, well, our powers. Our powers are in our dollars. And how many times do I have to bring up the same statistic and this is going to show? An Asian person earns a dollar. That dollar stays in the Asian community for one month. A white person earns a dollar. That dollar stays in the white community for two weeks. A black person owns a do- earns a dollar. That dollar stays in that community for six hours. Long enough to go to the, the cash the, the cash checking place, which charge you, by the way. And then you go outside of that community to go and spend it. I don't see a lot of Jewish people. I don't see a lot of Italian people. I don't see a lot of Koreans and, and, Italian, and, 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 and Chinese people coming to our community to spend their money. I see them opening businesses in our community. I see them selling stuff to us. Where you get your hair done? Where do you get your nails done? Where you get your shoes? Where you get your shoes from? Stop buying the Dior's and the Gucci's and all that other stuff. When you have black designers busting their butt just to get a place at Macy's, at at Target, uh, uh, um, at you know uh, 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 Amazon, they're trying to fight their way through. But we over here sending our money overseas. We're sending our money to Beverly Hills. We're sending our money to West Hollywood. We're sending our money to Chinatown and Koreatown. Where is our power? Our power is with our finances and with our votes. And we give those away too quickly, too easily, all built on emotions. And that's why I keep bringing up Russell, because that's his thing. Stop with the emotions. And and I feel you said, but I guess what you had mentioned earlier was somebody said something about the uh, LGBT community. That person would be getting a phone call from somebody telling you that you got to step down or you from a Jew something you said about the Jews, the Jews gonna call you. So who is our black caller? I understand what you're saying. We as a people we to knew, but who is the person who are the persons that's gonna make that call? Who are do you we know who those persons are? You wanna know who those persons are? No, Kiana's just throw through a name out there, Al Sharpton. I'll give you one closer. Why in the hell is there a dead heat for the mayor of of of, of Los Angeles right now? I'm sorry, Karen Bass, isn't she a Delta? No. But she's, she, a but, USC, but, she's a USC alum. She is not a Delta. But, but okay, but, but Karen Bass looks like us and is fighting for us. But Caruso has, in his commercials, have every black, it looks like every black and brown person is behind him. Mm-hmm. Why are we, why is there? That's that because he, he's been helping the black and brown community for years, not just because of this, this, because of this. And helping himself. Well, however you want to look at it, but I'm just saying, I answered your question about why is there black and brown people in his commercials because he's so been you, helping black You asked the question. You the, asked the question. Yeah, who's our phone? You said, who's our phone calls? We had a, an event at the Alpha House on April 21st. We had uh, Con- Councilman Wesson. We had Councilman uh, 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 Henderson. And we have the person running for Karen Bass's seat, Jan Perry. They were all there. We need to start getting people like that elected in office and staying in office because those are the phone calls we get. We can't call, call Al Sharpton for every little thing. We can't call Jesse Jackson for every little thing. We have a dead heat with Warnock against an idiot. But it's a dead heat. You're right. 
So you still asking me who are who who are I just wondered who that because is it that we're not at the table? Like who? I mean, you 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 mentioned all these people can get a phone call from those communities and tell you you need to step your butt down, but we don't have that, and so we can't be mad at the common quote unquote Joe Blow who wants to sit in front of the man's house. They're thinking that they're doing their part because they can't make the phone call. So here's what I'm saying: we can't fault them. I understand what you're saying about emotions and all that, but what they're I'm just doing what they feel. That which can't be. That can't be our only response. I understand that that can't so, be. That's what I'm saying. Who is the callers? Who are the callers? I just named three. Okay, well, Ken Perry, they're not making no Weston, Mark Henderson, Karen Bass. Nobody gas. Those four individuals, are, are, except for Weston, they're all on the ballot. Elect them. No, no, I'm saying as far as this council people that want to, that we want, that we, quote unquote, as a people, want to resign. So the people that just stepped down? Well, right. you, you said one there's one that's not going to, a couple that's not resigning. How, okay. Who's making the phone call to say, dude, you need to resign? That's what I'm trying to see. So that's who's a good question. So, so the person that refuses to resign, guess what? They're going to be up for re-election. When they're up for re-election, are we going to forget about this? Or are we going to remember hope, that? Hope and look I would hope not. I would hope not. Let's not hope no more. Let's do it. Let's make it a point. I mean, I'm only one vote. And I know we can only do what we can, but what can we do? No, ma'am. So you're you're not just... It? So you're that not just, make everybody understand this situation. You're not just one vote. Number one, you have a you have a platform like this. You're on the radio. Number two, that. you were you were with me. So was so was Newman. You were with me at the at the uh, Crenshaw Mall. I understand the, that. That's what we have to do more of. And then the, the bottom line. I understand line, that, but we're still not hitting the masses. And so uh, all I'm asking, I'm not being argumentative. I'm just asking the question. You mentioned that the other groups have probably made a phone call to can make a phone call to whomever when they do something wrong and they oh my family like you were mentioning but how come we don't have that black that black power because if we did we wouldn't have to be sitting in front of nobody's house. Okay, let me say it a different way. Caruso was a Republican up until last week. Right. <laughs> he said he that. Say, he did say that. I mean, not in those words, but he did say that. Yes. It's his ad. He was a Republican last week. <laughs> And he's now running against Cameron Bass because what he realized is, wait a minute, if I switch to Democrat, that's enough for me to get them to start listening and trusting me. They don't, they don't have to prove much more than that. Again, with the LGBTQ community, if you don't have that flag on your storefront, someone's going to come in and be like, why don't you have that flag on your storefront? And you better have a good answer or else yo, you're going to get put on the list and ain't nobody coming to your store. So again, what I'm saying is, De Leon's coming up for re-election. When he comes up for re-election, will we forget? Will we make a note? Will this radio show remind people of this? Will Seth and and Matthew and and Corlett and Kiana will we will we take a step back? Because I'm gonna tell you what De Leon's gonna do when he's up for re-election. That was an unfortunate uh, situation. I wish it never happened. I've had times to reflect and I've changed my views, and that's enough for us. We need to be like, that dude is marked. He gets voted out. No matter what BS he comes back with. Because how many times we see some Karen on TV, on, on online doing something crazy, and then all they got to come back is, I'm not a racist. I'm a good person. I just want people to, and then we're quickly to be like, okay, well, let's forgive him. I say, let's stop doing that. Let's remember De Leon. Let's remember him and go, when he's up for re-election, 
Even if he's running against a, even if he's running against this post next to me, he's getting voted out. Until we get to we until we have long memories and get the emotions out of our politics, out of our dollars. Why do we spend money outside the community? I'm gonna go ahead and wear a Gucci belt. Why? Because I want people to think I'm fancy. That's an emotional purchase. Huh. Well. That's an emotional purchase. Whereas you pick a group. Asian group, Jewish group, whatever group they go. Before I buy that Gucci belt, let me go ahead and buy this house I'm living in. Because that's real power. It's not an emotional thing. That same, and I have a good friend of mine. I have, <laughs> I have a good friend of mine who is who happens to be Jewish from New York, and he goes, said, I have three suits. I have six shirts and I have four ties. And I have two pairs of shoes. That's my wardrobe. And when it's time for him to buy sneakers and stuff like that, he not he not only goes, well, you guys don't know what Century Twenty One is uh, 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 over here. It's not a it's not a real estate place. It's like the Marshalls in New York. He goes, that's where I go get my shoes at. He goes, if it costs more than uh, uh, thirty five, forty dollars, I don't buy it. But he owns six different buildings in New York City, collecting rent every single month. Because his purchases are not emotional purchases. He don't care if somebody looks at him like, oh, look at the car he's driving. Look at the clothes he's wearing. Those are emotional purchases. So our dollars need to, need, need, is our power. We need to yield those better. Our vote is our biggest power, and we need to yield it better. Caruso, get him out. De Leon, when he's up, remember him. Get him out. Anytime I'm on this show, I'm going to bring up that name. And if he, when he comes up to re-election, I promise you I'll be back on the show to remind people, do not vote for this person. Don't forget where he stood now. Because these, all these women I see getting all emotional now because Roe v. Wade is gone. Why? They told you what they want to do. And you went, up ahead, you went ahead and voted for them anyway. And now they've switched the narrative to say, wait a second, this isn't about that anymore. Now it's about gas prices. Now it's about the, infla the, the uh, inflation. Gas prices were going up the whole time. Inflation has been an ongoing inflation. You don't flip a switch and inflation happens. No, you're right. But it now it's about it. Forget about all this other stuff we've done. Forget about Roe v. Wade. And guess what? It's going to work because they're going to get at least the, the, the number of women that they need to vote for them for them to go ahead and vote. They're going to just got just enough Latinos to vote for them, just enough blacks to vote for them. And the game continues forward. And then we'll be right back here on this show, the next election cycle, talking about the same thing. So to the viewers and to the listeners listening right now, this is the first time I've ever said this, and I am saying this as a private citizen, not a member of any organization. Vote, vote Democrat down every goddamn going ballot you have. Because if Trump can do everything he did and y'all still vote for these guys, then you get what you deserve. Hmm. So when I see all these women out there, now they want to carry my body, my choice. 54% of y'all voted for this thing, and he put in three justices to make sure this would happen. But when we was out there in Crenshaw telling people, hey, this is coming up. Nobody was. Oh, that ain't going to happen. Come on, man. It's been the law of the land. It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Now it's happening, and now everybody want to freak out. An emotional response. The non-emotional response is to vote their butts out. And I'll yield my time. <laughs> Kiana, did you want to say something right quick? And then I want to bring it back to Matthew. Yeah. Hi. Just really quick. This is Kiana Williams, the showrunner and producer for ITR. And um, I did just want to say one thing. 
um, kind of to Sed's point where he was talking about answering your question mainly, Corliss, but um, to answer your question, who do we go to, I, I think the answer is that we don't actually have anyone definitive that we can go to that would be effective. Um, and I, quite frankly, I was joking when I said Sharpton. Um, he kind of goes to funerals and marches and things and makes speeches and that's he's that. getting old, so he ain't running around like he used to either. Yeah, and well, and not but, such a joke, and not such a joke because when you really crack it down all the way, who do we have? Who do we have? And if we're waiting for somebody, we're going to be waiting a very long time. So I'm I sorry. Think, so what? What my my. My real message is that the thing that we uh, lack collectively um, is culture, uh, identity. Um, if you notice, those of us within our communities who hold to a particular identity outside of basically the the culture of this society, which is rooted in whiteness and capitalism, those who've taken to some semblance of a, of a of culture that is organically ours, they have a much stronger sense of self and direction, and they do spend their money in our communities, and they are dedicated hard to our communities. It's those who are still trying to assimilate to whiteness, still trying to climb whatever ladders still rent, still rent, wanting the money, still kind of allowing white society, capitalism to steer them, that is where we fall because that is an identity that was not created for us but was created by us. And it's not working for us because the, or it, the structure is not meant to. And that's something that those who are still aligned in that, in that way – they don't get that. They think that, well, the more money you have, the more access you have, the more you can do. That rule does not apply to us. Um, but also, to that, to sort of a side point, um, I, I think identity is the biggest issue for any human being, uh, any individual. The, the more you know of yourself, the easier, the better the, the choices you're going to make, the less hurdles you'll have. So for a body of people, a group of people, identity is everything. Who you are ends up being what you do. And since we don't have to have the same identity at all before the madness that has relegated us to all of these different troubles that we face around the world, we had a, we had a ton of different cultures but they also all were rooted in nature, rooted in some of the, some some very stable ideologies, and that's something that currently is missing. And it was unfortunately taken from African Americans or blacks or who whatever in this country, this country, others as well. But I'm only speaking for this one, and I'll wrap up. But basically, when we are self-aware again, we won't have to outright be emotional first. Um, when you don't have some sort of a self-awareness, you can't really think um, diplomatically first and, and critically and strategically. You end up going to emotion because when you're self-aware, that is a battery of tools that you can use to think, to think in terms of strategy and critical thought and all of those. So 
Yeah, basically, so, so once I the agree. month of us know who we are, then we'll kind of walk away from these problems. I agree with Kiana wholeheartedly. And what I will add to that is the question is, who are our people, right? Guess what? A bunch of them are going to be at the at the candidate forum that Matthew's here to talk about. How many of y'all going to be there? A bunch of them were at the at the uh, forum that we had on May 21st. How are we going to know who they are if you don't go? Who, who, how many people on this on this panel know who Kermit Jones is? Because he's running. He was oh. he was he 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 jumped in on May 21st at our event on Zoom and he made his voices heard. So we have these people running and nobody knows about them. We have right. people, so 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 when you say who are the people, well, we're here to tell you who those people are, and we're not telling who you're going to vote for. But Matthew, you can jump in. And I think I don't want to say the number, but there's a there's a there's a pretty sizable number of candidates and and people who already agreed to be part of the forum. You want to know who those people are? Come to the forum and check them out. You don't okay. have to leave your house. And let me say something in addition to that. Said. You just said we can't oh, tell you. Andre's oh, here. Somebody's here. We can't. Hello, Fred. Tomorrow is. Hello. Corliss, your, 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 your mic is on, Corliss. Okay. We can't tell people who to vote for. We can't tell them what they should think, how they should think, or any of those things that come under privacy. However, if we were in a different community, if we were of a different ethnicity, we certainly would be told who to vote for and why to vote for them. And this is how it's going to be. And I will never forget the day that I was sitting in church at West Angeles Church and Antonio Villaragosa came in with his entourage and everybody stood up. Everybody in that auditorium stood up. And I mean to tell you, 11,000 black folks standing up voting for him voting for that Mexican man who voted against you. He voted against you, marched against you, did everything he could against you. But those black folks stood there in that auditorium and gave him an ovation that he could still hear today. And that and, was and that was an emotional response. And I hold think on I a think... second said and when he finished, Bishop got back in the pulpit and said, well guess what? I can't tell you who to vote for, but I'm going to tell you who I'm going to vote for. I'm voting for Antonio Villaraigosa. And I want you to know, he told all of those parishioners who pay his salary and beyond who to vote for. That is exactly what he did. Hello, okay. everyone. That was, that was an emotional response. And I yep, see it Russell's was an emotional there. response. Hold on, though. But guess what? But, but they hold did. on, hold on. Before we get further, I saw Russell just join us because that's an emotional thing. Uh, uh, Brother Newman, I need you to jump on and talk about the forum because that's what we're here for. And then I'd love to hear your response, Russell. Okay. Well, before he starts, can I just say this about the church that you were just talking about? This is a game that a lot of churches play when he jumps out and says, I can't tell you who to vote for, but this is who I'm voting for. Technically, and he was not- telling them, he was telling them who to vote for. Right. He was telling Technic- them who to vote for. Right, but technically he's not supposed to do that because he will have his 501c3 snatched. Because, right, so that's why he threw out the precursor of, I can't tell you who to vote for, wink, wink, but I'm telling you who to vote for. Brother Newman, go ahead. Yes, sir. Uh, this is interesting conversation. Um, and the question was asked, who is the voice? 
if you will? Who's the person who's going to speak up on behalf? And the, the short answer to that is us, is that we keep leaning on people in these various spaces when we have a voice to shift culture as well. We have the voice and the power to shift the narrative if we unite as one. But because we're so divided in our, in our efforts, we essentially divide the vote. I remember when I was running for my final term of class president in high school. Yep, way back in high school. And it was myself and a young lady named Monique Beverly. She says, Matthew, you run for president, I'll run for vice president. And the reason for that is because we didn't want, our school was majority white. So we didn't want the black votes and the white votes to split between the two. But we know, knew that we both wanted to hold the high office. And so the same thing runs into national and local politics as well, is that if we can identify the pros and the cons, because a lot of times we often vote for the black person when behind the agenda, the black person doesn't have our best interests at heart. So we have to stop flocking to the black candidate simply because they're black. That gets us nowhere. I wanted to share that. In well, I mean, especially if we don't know what they're doing. Because like you said, oh, let's just vote for a black man and a black woman because they're black. But if the black man and a black woman ain't talking about nothing, then we need, but we are not taking the time, <coughs> A, maybe to listen, yep. go to forums and find out what everybody is trying to do. So I, it's, it's, wait, wait, okay. in my opinion, it's even bigger than that. I'll give you a perfect example. 20-something years ago, I remember in Brooklyn, there was a black guy that was running for councilman, I believe it was, in Brooklyn. His last name was Gold. He wrote on the pamphlets that his his name was Goldman, but they call him Gold for short. He never posted what he looked like or anything else, and he won. All the Jewish people thought he was a, a Jewish person because he put Goldman and they all voted for the black guy. Ba- just based upon his last name. When they found out that he was a black guy, they tried to have him tossed out, but they couldn't because it was already too late. So, so black people, and I've said this before, we're not going to get anywhere because even the other demographics that we're talking about, they get together and they ask for tangibles. And they get those tangibles. We can't even get on one accord by, number one, getting the emotion out of the equation. And like I said, it's very easy, but we make it more complicated than it is. Take emotion out of the equation, which, like I said, unfortunately, the Democratic Party, Black people have blindly followed the Democratic Party for over 60 years and and are still in last place in everything that matters. And... All they do is make promises and give legislation and pass legislation for everyone else. But when it comes to us, they have nothing but excuses and bogus holidays to give us. We have to take emotion out of the equation. Taking back your community is simple. Stop worrying about what black people worry about, voting for the presidential election, and then they don't vote midterms or vote local elections at all. Nothing is going to hit you faster than your local election. So you have to, so in addition to the local election and learning everything that's on down ballot, my own personal belief also, 
stop being guided by preachers and 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 other communities telling us who our leaders are. Because unfortunately, what I've seen in in my vast experiences is preachers only do what's good for their congregation and their church and not what's good for the community at home. Mm. Because a lot of them have egos and they want to brag about how big their church got or what they're doing. But in reality, it's not to help the masses. And the other thing, like I've said before, black people need to go independent. I've never been Republican or Democrat my entire voting life. I've been independent because in life and in business, all you have is leverage. And if 95% of the time you vote for one political party, they don't have to do anything for you because they have your vote already. Hmm. So if you go independent and you have tangibles that you come up with, you talk to both sides. You, you tell the Democrats, this is what I want. And you tell the Republicans, this is what I want because I put policy over politics. And whoever's going to give me the tangibles that I'm asking for for my community, you may get my vote that election cycle and only for that election cycle. And guess what? We are going to hold you accountable. And that's not, and I don't, I don't care if it's on a local level, the state level, national level, whatever. You have to hold these people accountable and stop letting them make promises. And then all of a sudden, once they get your vote, they toss you to the side. Because I can show you all the way back from the 60s, everything that was promised and how the paperwork was finagled and everything else that was supposedly for black people, but everybody else got it. Like I mentioned last before with Stacey Abrams and the problems she's having when she wrote the black man's agenda because she saw that black men weren't voting for her. So she made out a title that said black man's agenda. But when you read inside of it, she put black, black man, non-minorities and others, those three simple words. And it's the same because they believe black people don't read. And it's the same exact thing that they did, that, that Clyburn did two years ago. And even when they passed affirmative action, they said affirmative action was for minorities. But then they put those little words in there, non-minorities and others. And that's why statistically no one has benefited more from affirmative action than white women. So it's the, it's the same, it's the same stuff that's, that's perpetrated over and over and over and over and over again. We have to stop being dictated by emotion, letting other people choose our leaders. We have some brilliant people in the black community from economics and, and so many other things that are not being highlighted because they don't want us educated and to learn this. But nowadays with media, YouTube and everything else, there is no excuse of why we're running around here like this, still being guided and manipulated by emotion. Um, team, I want to chime in, Russell, such phenomenal points. And so much Thank of you. what you shared was uh, right on with this Inglewood candidate forum. And when you focus on local politics, local moves, local narratives, whatever you want to call it, it's essential to provide people the space to hear from all candidates. We don't even have to dive into the, the politics of Inglewood. But from my understanding, being a migrant into Inglewood over the last four years, they've never had an organized candidate form that has legitimate procedures and rules that govern the candidate form. And so my co-working space, all in co-working with Inglewood, in partnership with the Beta Psi Lambda chapter and the Pi Rho Lambda chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, as well as the Theta Mu Omega chapter and the Mu Beta Omega chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, we wanted to provide this space to where the community can come in and hear from these folks running for these local seats. And of course, that's mayoral, the District 1, and District 2. And so far, the great news is that we have four mayoral candidates 
confirmed. That's in alphabetical order. We have Angelique Johnson. We have Fredricia Shea Dixon. We have Maya Walker and Reina Carrillo. We don't have any incumbents in the mayoral seat, nor in District 1 or District 2, which is a slight concern. So wait, wait, make sure you're saying, so the people who are having positions now are not, as of right now, this minute, are not coming to the uh, um, program. That's correct. So I guess they just think they have it in the bag, I guess, huh? Have it in the bag or sitting on panels uh, with their subordinates is something that they frown upon, unfortunately. Um, for District 1, we have, who's currently in that seat, is George Dodson. We have Yolanda Davison, who's a candidate who's confirmed. District 2 is longtime running Alex Padilla. And we have candidate Bobby Brown, as well as, that's it. That's the only candidate for District 2. So we already have well over 30 people already confirmed. We'll pack out the house. We'll have a non-biased or an unbiased, rather, moderator that facilitates this forum. But I encourage everyone in the city of Inglewood specifically that this local election will touch your house. Hmm. And if we aren't showing up to hear and ask intelligent questions of these candidates, then we may find ourselves in a very uncomfortable situation when it comes to November. So again, I yield my time. I just simply want to invite everyone out next Wednesday, October 26th at 7 o'clock p.m. at All In Co-working of Inglewood for the Inglewood Candidate Forum. I'll yield my well, Let me go back to these folks that's in one, office. One quick so, thing. I'm so sorry. Again, they're, not, they're not, they're just not coming. You, you tried them and they just said they're not coming? Um, I've tried them. And I have, I sit on the board of directors with the Inglewood Chamber. So I have some email addresses that a lot of folks don't have. So wow. I have personal email addresses uh, as well as um, their their work and campaign emails. Um, however, there has not been a response. Um, oftentimes, what I've seen, and I'll speak clearly on this, what I've seen and observed. I don't want to say that this is fact, but if if the current mayor doesn't show up, neither do the current councilmen. Right. So they discuss internally whether yeah. or not they choose to attend or not, and it's just the way that it is. You know, Inglewood politics is very tricky. Is that something that's pretty much can be said about all year round? I mean, year round. You know what I mean? For everybody, pretty much is usually, if they don't show, then others just feel like it's beneath them or something. I, I don't want no, to. They feel they don't have to. <laughs> there, there's that's a good point, Russ. I don't want to say and answer that to say that it's beneath him because I don't want to be on record saying that. No, it's, it's just your opinion. I'm not trying to. Wait, 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 wait. We're not going to record you and put you on the news. I'm just trying to understand as an Inglewood citizen. Yes. How come if I show up next Wednesday that they're not there? And, and of course, then that makes me not them to expect my vote, but like. You, you well, ain't got that big, but you, you got that big that you can't come to the hood? I will say community. Didn't you say that some of them won't sit in the same panel as subordinates? Correct. That is so, so that's them literally yeah, that's, sitting beneath me. And the right, other that's question, exactly, exactly. I have a question for you. Exactly. That's what they're saying. In essence, that's what they're saying. This yeah, is Sam Russell. I'm sorry. They're also probably saying this because if they consider it the hood, they're saying, you know what? They're going to vote Democratic anyway, and we don't have to show up. And that's how you end up getting Nuri Martinez. Exactly. So and those other women, um, uh, Matthew, are not repo I mean, are not Democrats. The I have no. I honestly can't speak to their uh, political party affiliation. Uh, what I will say is this: is that I have a phenomenal relationship with. Um, wow, it just escaped me. 
District 4 Councilwoman Dion Falk just escaped me. Phenomenal relationship. And she has shown up to support my co-working space here in the heart of Inglewood several times, has promoted me and attended several events that I've had. And so I don't want to say that it's across the board, right? Because again, I've established these relationships with, with current council persons. However, it may weigh in one direction with others based on the tenure of their seat. If you look at how long the incumbents, specifically District 1 and District 2, have been sitting in their seats, some all the way back to 2003. There's no, time, you, there's no time limits on these seats? Apparently not. Then you guys need to be making noise. The people that yeah. are not showing up, you need to be using social media and everything else that you can to shine a spotlight on these people right. that think they're too Absolutely. good to show up in the neighborhood. Absolutely. And they still want your vote. And they still want you to <clears throat> vote for them. They and you want can let you them to... know that we will vote against you. Right. Just exactly. out of principle. And that's how we have to understand our power and where our power lies. And I heard someone say that, I think that was Matthew that said, we can't vote for someone black just because they're black. Yep. Well, you know what? Sure. We, we shouldn't, we can't, but we do. And I'm not going to name any names, but there are quite a few people who never should have been in office, but we vote for who we feel emotionally connected to. Kamala Harris is sitting in there and I'm sorry. You know what? She's a half black woman. I'm glad that she's there, but no, I'm not. It depends on the week. Whoa, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not even going to go into the half black thing because that's a whole other subject that I would That's an okay, but, but what I'm saying. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Seth. Wait a minute, Seth. But my. Wait a minute, Seth. Wait a minute, Seth. And Rob Russell said. So, so my point is that we have to create a stronger, a stronger, more powerful front if we're going to make any changes in this country that impact the black community. And up until now, we have not done so. And I have an article that I think I sent to you, Corliss, about uh, what Martin Luther King said about how we are being damaged and what's being taken away from us and how we are not doing what we should do. The other article is about what happened. Martin Luther King's gone, so we don't do anything else. We we sit and take whatever comes, and that's what we have been doing. And I'll never forget the the politician in Georgia who told Black folks in Atlanta that the reason that black man took that gun and shot the officer and the judge that was sitting in the seat was because black folks hired their friends, their family members, and they don't know how to run the city. And this is what you get when you put black folks in a position to hire people. They don't know what they're doing. And black folks don't even remember that white man saying that. They don't remember anybody saying that, but he said it. And he said it on national television, and nobody said or did anything about it. So we have okay. Well, uh, as, as we know, the show is only an hour, and this is very heated topic, and this election is very, very important. We'll need to bring we'll need to bring uh, this group back. Hopefully, the next Wednesday. Well, no, next Wednesday is your program, so you won't be available. But the following Wednesday, which is still time prior to the election, 
So just go ahead and mark it on your calendars for a week after next so that we can continue this. And hopefully Matthew can join us because we got to go. The show is only an hour and it has been a powerful hour. Yes, so it has. Thank you, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, X, Romans for all showing us today. <laughs> Thank you, Russ, Thank you, Russ, for easing okay. on in here. We appreciate it. Go ahead and mark I had a power outage. I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. No problem. I, I am not complaining. Yeah. Everybody, mark your calendars. Week after next, we've got to continue this because we want to make sure people are hearing the different what's going on. And that's going to be November 2nd. That's five days before the election. Mark your calendars now. We all need you to come back. And That's right. It is six o'clock straight up on the nose, and you are listening to Intentional Talk Radio Network. Me trying to get out of here on time before Kiana get me. Uh, thank you for listening to In the Mix Conversations with Colette and Corliss. Come back uh, next on the second with this group, and hopefully we'll have a different group next week because we know this group will be in Inglewood, and I think I'm gonna roll over after the show myself. So, all right. Peace out, everybody. Congratulations on just making it life this far and staying above the grave. And thank God for everything that we do. And we will see you with this group on November 2nd. Bye for now. Have a good night. Take care. See you then. Don't forget to join us tomorrow for Legacy, Closing the Gap with Legacy, right here at ITRNRadio.com. Have a good night.